we have to be willing to lose our sense of self, our way of being that has gotten us this far, our subconscious strategies for success. We have to be willing to lose ourselves in that way, to let go of the path that we were on, the life that we were building, the things that we were creating in order to go through a death and rebirth and be transformed into what's next. Hey friends, welcome to the Make It Inevitable podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Zamora, and today I want to talk about when losing ourselves is a good thing and how we can allow that process to unfold. I have been talking about losing and finding yourself as well as creating and remembering yourself for as long as I have had this business. So almost 14 years now, I have been talking about finding ourselves when we feel lost. And that is because I have struggled with that a great deal throughout my own journey at different times for different reasons. Sometimes it's because of the relationship that I was in. Sometimes it was the stage of life where I felt like I had to do or be or have certain things and show up in a certain way and have a certain life or accomplish certain things. And there were so many times where I would feel lost. Like I lost sight of myself. I lost sight of what was right and aligned for me, what felt true and fulfilling, my sense of self, my purpose, my callings. And for anyone who's ever felt lost, or for you if you feel lost now, it's a really frustrating space to be, especially if you feel called to create, called to do things in the world called towards something bigger than what your life looks like now, it can be very, very frustrating to feel lost. Like you've lost that deeper connection to your soul, to yourself, to source, to your callings, to your purpose. And I have worked very hard over the years when I was in those pockets to find myself again, to come home to myself, to reconnect with myself, to realign with myself and what feels right and true for me. And there is value in that. There is value in having awareness that we feel lost, that we feel like we are not where we are supposed to be, not necessarily where we think we should be, because usually when we follow those shoulds and expectations, that's often how we can end up getting lost because we're following what other people think believe, feel, or project onto us or expect of us or society. So it's not where we think we should be, but where we want to be, what feels right and true for us, what we're working towards, who we want to be in the world. And when that happens, there are processes, there are pathways, there is work that we can do to anchor back into ourselves and this is that alignment work that we talk a lot about on the show, and it's work that we do very thoroughly in Actualize. We'll link to that in the show notes. But coming back into alignment with ourselves, our truth, our purpose, our calling, our heart, our soul, and our sense of source. Because we're always in alignment. The question is, what are we aligning with? Are we aligning with what other people want from us? Are we aligning with what we think we should be doing or who we think we should be or what we think we should have because society is telling us this? Is it the systems that we're inside of, the circumstances that we're in? Is it the groups, the culture, whatever it may be, where we, we think that we should be somewhere that we're not? And coming back into alignment is about 
reconnecting with ourselves, our truth, our body, our intuition, our inner wisdom with our sense of source and our purpose, who we're here to be in the work that we're here to do. What's our contribution in this life? What is a life that feels most aligned for us? So that work of alignment is, is how we find ourselves again when we feel lost, because often when we feel lost, it is because we are aligning to something that isn't right and true for us. There are also times that we feel lost because we're depressed, we're anxious, we're distracted. We've been giving all of our time and energy to things that aren't right for us. So sometimes there is a need for time, rest, space, self-care, nourishment to re-energize the being, to move through any heavier depressive states that our body and our mind and our soul may have taken on so that we have the energy to take that time to realign with the truth of who we are and then to take the actions that we need to take in order to step back into that. So discernment. How do you feel lost? Where do you feel lost? What does lost feel like for you? What do you really need in order to feel like you're coming home to yourself? You're realigning with your truth, your purpose, your calling, your heart, your soul, your sense of source. There are times that feeling lost, oftentimes that feeling lost is this scream from our deeper self, our higher self, our soul, source, our purpose, really calling out to us to say that this is not the life that we're here to live. This is not the relationship that we're supposed to be in. These are not the things that we should be creating. This is not our path, our work, our contribution. And there are times to really listen to that as a plea from the soul and to act accordingly and to do that work to come back into alignment. There are other times where feeling lost, like we're losing ourselves, is a good thing. And I experienced this recently. And to give a little backstory, I have struggled particularly with feeling like I lose myself when I get into romantic relationships, I lose myself. And that has historically been a really scary and bad thing because what would happen is I would get into relationships with the wrong people who had expectations of me, who might've been toxic or abusive or simply misaligned for who I am and the life that I want to live and, and me for them. And I would try to fit myself into an open space in the lives of other people and try to be what was wanted and needed. That was my winning strategy and try to make things work. Um, try to make myself wrong. If it felt like it wasn't working or it wasn't right for me and I would lose myself. And it always came with a cost, a cost to my happiness, my health, my ability to create to be in flow, to have my energetics in the right place so that I could attract opportunities so that I could make money. Me losing myself historically in relationships has had a negative connotation because it has been negative. It has come at a cost that is unnecessary and not aligned for me, not positive. And so I have worked, especially over the last year and a half, two years, to heal a lot of my traumas, to come back into full alignment with the truth of who I'm here to be and to do the work that I'm here to do and to start building a life that feels fully aligned for me. So I've done a tremendous amount of work over the last couple of years. And at one point I was working with a therapist 
a therapist who I've worked with off and on since my abusive relationship ended and was working on really healing, healing what felt like it got broken in me around relationships and doing work with the therapist and really starting to wrap my head around what does healthy love look like? What does healthy love, what could it add to my life? And who do I need to be to align with that? So I was working with my therapist. I was doing acupressure work. And I believe it was actually an acupressure session where my coach said, what if it was a good thing to lose yourself in relationships? And this was a little while ago. This was probably about a year or more ago. And I remember her saying that to me because in that session, we were working on clearing this fear of losing myself this terror that came with the idea of relationships and lose. And if I get into one, I'm going to lose myself. And so I identified that fear. I identified that terror in my body. I identified the examples and evidence that I had of it being true so that we could start to untangle my fear of being in relationships. And, and she said to me, what if it was a good thing to lose yourself? And immediately my whole body was like, how can that be true? Because our only association, my only association, me and my body's only association with losing yourself is a bad thing. It's a bad thing. It costs everything. My health, my happiness, my ability to make money, my creativity, the life that I want to live. And we worked with that statement a little bit more and came to this idea of losing yourself in love. And really repatterning that for me. And so a year or more later, I meet my person. My person who you are going to meet soon here on the show. And you will see a lot more of because we are collaborating in some really incredible and amazing and beautiful and fulfilling ways. I met my partner um, in a really roundabout way, a story which we'll share together. And just knew very quickly that this is my person. This is my partner. This is who I want to do life with. And as we started the process of coming together and making the changes that we've both made in our personal lives, in our business, there was this sense of losing myself, losing not just myself, but my entire life, my plan for my life, my business, my plan for my business, I was losing everything was the feeling and the sense that came up because it was true. Because I was losing myself as the individual, hyper-independent, living her own life, doing her own thing, following her own solo path. I was losing that sense of self. I was losing that actual version of me, that iteration of me, that life that I was building alone, the business that I had been building alone, the path that I had been walking alone. And it really struck me as I started to feel that sense of I'm losing myself. I'm losing this life I've been building. I'm losing this work I've been doing. I'm losing everything. And there was a bit of disorientation to it. There was definitely discomfort. There was a lot of being stretched, a lot of being stretched as an individual, 
as a business owner, as a woman, as a partner. And there was this sense of surrender. Of course I'm losing myself. I am no longer solo Stephanie living her solo life. I'm no longer doing this alone. I am choosing to enter a partnership knowing full well that I will lose myself. That's what I'm choosing. And there was this powerful, powerful reframing that had to happen. And to stop assigning negative meaning to the idea of losing myself and losing ourselves. And to really understand this thing that my coach had said to me many, many months prior of what if it was a good thing to lose yourself? What if it could be exciting to lose yourself in love? Something that I couldn't fathom because I still had a lot more healing and clearing and growth work to do. And there are times that losing yourself is a good thing and it is a necessity to step into your fullest expression, to do impossible things, to have the things that you've always wanted that have perpetually felt out of reach to you. Having this kind of partner, having this kind of partnership, having this kind of love, safety, softness in me, presence in me, this, these are all things that felt impossible to me for a really long time for many, many reasons, partly because of who I believe myself to be strong, independent woman. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not here to be in a relationship as well as trauma from past relationships, really bad traumas, which I'll share more about in my next book, low self-worth. I went through so many experiences that made relationships, a good, healthy partnership seem like a nice idea, but not actually within reach for me. So this is one of the things that felt impossible for me for a really long time that I had to work the methodology around that. I had to live it fully. I had to eliminate my stoppers. I had to see how my winning strategy was keeping me in the wrong relationships, keeping me showing up in a way that would cause me to lose myself in relationships, but not in a healthy and positive way, in a negative way, in a damaging way in a way that cost me so much because it was the wrong person to do it with. It was the wrong way to lose yourself. I had to do that work. I had to work on my traumas. I had to do the deeper healing and clearing work, work with my subconscious, repattern my subconscious, take different kinds of actions, engage in completely different kinds of conversations. And I'm going to have him on the show and we're going to talk about how we align with our right people, how we create that resonance so that we can align with our right people and we can be ready for those relationships, whatever those relationships may be. So we're going to have a conversation about that. And I'm really, really excited to do that with him, to have him here, to introduce him to you and just share more of what we're co-creating together. But I had to do that work. I had to do that deeper healing and clearing work that I harp on, on this show so that I could be in resonance with the right person able to see it, able to grab hold of it and keep hold of it and not in a clingy way, but to align with the thing that I wanted and to be able to hold it, to be a match for it. It's not just about 
the thing or the people that we want matching us, we have to be a match for it as well. So I had to live the methodology and I had to do the work on a really deep level. And I did that work deeply and intentionally and persistently for almost two years, year and a half. I did that deep work so that I could align in this way. And in order to become who we're here to be, to live our fullest expression, to make the impossible inevitable, to move it into a reality, to have it, to hold it, to live it. We have to be willing to lose ourselves, our life aspects of it, the things that are misaligned for us, but we have to be willing to lose our sense of self, our way of being that has gotten us this far, our subconscious strategies for success. We have to be willing to lose ourselves in that way, to let go of the path that we were on, the life that we were building, the things that we were creating in order to go through a death and rebirth and be transformed into what's next. And that's what this whole process has been like for me. I lost myself in this relationship. I also lost the life that I was living, the business that I was building. And those are not bad things. Those are beautiful necessary things. Because in losing myself, what I was losing is the single, independent, solo trajectory individual that I was to become a partner with the person that I want to be with, who's co-creating a life together that still feels truly aligned. So not losing myself to be in something that's not aligned for me. I'm not losing myself to fit myself into spaces that I shouldn't be in the first place, which is what I did in past relationships. Tried to contort myself, tried to make it work, tried to fit. In this case, I am losing the aspect of solo stuff so that I can be in partnership. That requires a certain loss of self. Just the same as This evolution of my work into what's next has required that I lose myself, the leader that I was, the writer and creator that I was, the online presence, personality, whatever that I was, the coach that I was, all of that I have to lose for this evolution to happen. In order to have this next evolution of my work, to have the impact that I want it to have, to have the partnership that I want to have, living life together, I had to lose the life I was creating. The difference, again, is that it's all aligned. I'm not losing all of that to jump onto someone else's trajectory. I'm not losing all of that to do what I think I should be doing or someone else or other people expect of me. I'm not losing all of that and jumping into things that aren't right. I'm losing all of that because I am co-creating something now with someone who is really aligned for me in a way that's really deeply aligned for me. Just the same as he's had to lose himself, his life, his work, in order for us to co-create the way that we are. So this was really difficult for me 
when I first heard it. So if you are in process of trying to align with the right experiences, opportunities, people, communities, callings, creations, whatever it is that you're doing, there is a piece of discernment that has to happen that requires having that deeper alignment with yourself. The reason that I could go through this healthy process of losing myself, my life, my business, and have it be this beautiful thing that's happening is because I did the work before to come into alignment with myself, to live life fully expressed as all of me, unapologetically me. And I started creating what felt aligned for me. That is what allowed me to align with a person and a new pathway that is also deeply aligned for me because I am being all of me. And I am living a life that reflects all of me, that requires deeper alignment. It's hard to come into alignment if you still have trauma, if you have unprocessed emotions, shame, if your subconscious winning strategy is keeping you in this perpetual loop of trying to create outcomes that you feel are within your reach, that you feel you should be trying to achieve. We have to do that deeper work. All of this builds on itself. And what I have created, which I have never experienced before, it is so different than any relationship I've ever been in. I've never, I've never been happier. I've never felt more like me in a relationship. I've never felt like I was creating something with someone else that also felt like me. This felt impossible to me. In order to align with it, and be able to hold it and to lose myself in a healthy and productive way, I had to do that work first. I had to heal my traumas. I did so much processing work over the last the year and a half before I met him. I still, pro- I still do process work aggressively. I still do acupressure, my healing work. I still work with mentors, coaches, support systems. I still do that work. You have to do that work. You have to live the methodology. That is how we make impossible things, seemingly impossible things, inevitable and move them into reality and then have the ability to hold them when we get them. You have to do the work. And you have to reframe two things. You have to reframe this idea that losing yourself is always a bad thing. And second, you have to be able to discern between the two. So if I had... If I had heard that losing yourself was a good thing before I had really done the work to come home to myself, to be in alignment with myself, to know what was right and true for me, to have the ability to discern and trust my intuition, to trust myself, I would have taken that and internalized that and thought it was a good thing that I was losing myself with the wrong people in the wrong situations. Discernment. It's it's more often than not, Not a great thing that we're losing ourselves because in most cases and situations, we haven't done enough of the healing and growth work to get to this point of death and rebirth where we're consciously choosing to lose ourselves in service of becoming more of ourselves and having more of what it is that we want and co-creating more of what it is that we're here to create. That might be ourselves with other people. That might be us with the universe source. You have to do that deeper work so that you can discern and not internalize this as, oh, this toxic situation that I'm in, where I feel like I'm losing myself. That's a good thing because Stephanie said it is. It can be. There are specific situations where it is a good thing. 
It is necessary for us to lose ourselves, but you have to be able to discern the difference. That takes a tremendous amount of self-awareness and self-trust and ability to say and honor as scary and hard as it can be the truth that I'm losing myself right now because this is the wrong person, place, circumstance for me, situation for me. You have to be able to discern that and then act on it and then continue to do the work to come into alignment to heal and clear and grow and step more fully into our truth so that when the right situation comes along, whatever it may be, relationship, opportunity, work, life, we can lose ourselves consciously in a productive and healthy and required necessary way for us to have the things that we want. This is way of being work. This is Stepping more fully into who we need to be to have and hold the things that we desire that feel impossible to us. This is like another layer of way of being work. You have to show up as that person as you align with it. That's what I did. Who is the me that has the healthy relationship, the partnership that feels impossible and out of reach to me that I've never experienced before? Who is she? How can I be her now? How can I live a life that's fully aligned for me, where I'm showing up as fully expressed as I can? Pulling that future consciousness into the now. How can I do that now? So that I can align with what it is that I'm calling in, and I can consciously choose to go through the process of losing myself to become more of myself, to become more of the person who has the things that I want, that version of self. It's a process, requires a tremendous amount of self-awareness and oftentimes a tremendous amount of support. I needed support with all the work I've done. I still needed the support as I moved through this uncomfortable soul stretching process of losing myself in a consciously chosen and aligned way. It's difficult work. So if it's hard for you, if you're at that point where you're consciously choosing to lose yourself, your life, what you've created, whatever it is in service of, in support of having what you really want, if it's really difficult for you, you just need support. It doesn't necessarily mean it's wrong. If something is right and aligned, that doesn't always mean it's smooth and seamless. It doesn't mean there's not discomfort. There's always tension and growth to some degree. Be aware of that. And surrender to the unfolding. That is how we allow it to unfold. We surrender. doesn't mean that we're giving up. It doesn't mean that we're not making conscious aligned choices for ourselves. It doesn't mean that we're not doing anything. It just means that we are releasing our grip. We are no longer in resistance and fighting against what is happening. Listen to the episode on surrender. We'll link to it. It's reframing this idea of surrender. It's not giving up. It is, it is no longer fighting against something. When we're in resistance, when we're fighting against, it slows everything down. It it muddles everything. It mucks it up. So we want to be surrendered. We want to be open and without resistance. That doesn't mean that we're not uncomfortable. It doesn't mean that it's not hard and challenging and we don't require support. It doesn't mean that our stuff won't get triggered and come up. It means that we're open and we're not in resistance. We're allowing it to unfold. We're in that messy middle where we're getting to know the new version of self, the new life that we're living, the new things we're creating, the new people and experiences that we're interacting with. 
surrender, self-trust. We'll link to the episode on trust. We'll link to the episode on surrender. What is it that you desire? And what work can you start doing now to become the person who has that thing so that when it arrives, you have healed and cleared enough that you can discern if it's the right thing for you. And when it is, if it is, you can also consciously choose to go through that death and rebirth. That process of consciously choosing to lose yourself to become more of who you're here to be. To become more of your fullest expression. To truly have and hold the things that you finally called in. That you made tangible in your reality. It's not always a bad thing to lose ourselves. And for me, wrapping my brain around that was really difficult. Living the process was challenging. But I'm, I'm so unbelievably grateful that I had prepared for it in a sense that I had already worked with that idea of losing yourself. Isn't always a bad thing. It doesn't always mean something is wrong. And sometimes it is necessary and beautiful. And you become more of yourself in the process of losing yourself. And I just think that is such an incredible process and one that we all have to go through. I've watched my clients go through that and experience, experiencing more of it myself in this way around something that has historically been a negative when I've lost myself. It has built so much more trust in myself, with myself, with source, with my trust in the methodology. I already had a tremendous amount of trust in it, but I've, I've seen it play out again. Living the methodology cannot do anything but align us with what it is that we want. So go back and listen to the earlier episode, which lays out the methodology. We'll link to that as well. Start doing the work to eliminate your stoppers. Start working with your subconscious winning strategy. Start healing and clearing your traumas on a deeper cellular level. Repatterning your nervous system, your brain, your thought process, your beliefs, your habits. All of the subconscious programming in there. Do the repatterning work. There's different ways that I can support you with that. There's different ways to do it. There are tons of resources on this show. But do that work so that you can be prepared to correctly discern, is this the right situation for me? And then to consciously choose if it is to go through that death and rebirth to become more of yourself. That's what I have for you today. And I will catch you in another episode soon. Thank you so much for joining me today and being a part of our incredible community of purpose-driven individuals. If you are ready to put these teachings into practice in your own life, head on over to www.stephaniezamora.com podcast, where you'll get access to our collection of actionable and easy to implement workbooks. That includes our renowned methodology for making the impossible inevitable that's helped hundreds of individuals worldwide get into motion on their most important goals. Plus, our comprehensive guide to stopping self-sabotage and navigating the terror barrier with more grace and ease. We'd love your help in getting the message out and growing our community, so please take a moment to share this episode, subscribe to the podcast, and leave us a review on iTunes. I'll catch you in the next episode.